You're listening to the TC3 Parent Podcast with your hosts, Andy Brown, Emily Dreisbach, and April Okerson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Parent Podcast Season 2 here from TC3. We are so honored and glad to have you all here today. And, man, I've been looking forward to this all week. Okay? I've been here and just waiting forward to hear what happens today because today I have no idea where we're going to go. We are joined today by, uh, of course, April Okerson. Hi, good morning. And how has your week been? It's good. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. We also have Emily Dreisbox here. Good morning. Morning, morning to you. Good morning. And how has your week been? Um, very good. Very good. Are yes. you still getting shocked by the water in your shower? <laughs> still. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. She, she has a, a, a leak in her, uh, some sort of electrical shock happening in her shower. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very interesting. Um, and I don't know who to blame here, but we have two great, amazing, one of a kind guests with us today. We have Mr. Okerson. Matt Okerson, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing good. Okay. And and uh, real quick, uh, we also have Mitch Dreisbach. So I think you guys at home are understanding we have our moms and dads here today. Mitch, how you doing? I'm good. I did get shocked this morning. You got so shocked this morning. Good. Do you wear the rubber boots? Is that a real thing? No. Okay. no I'm just curious. Uh-uh. You wore rubber to. boots in showers. I, that makes sense? Maybe no, it makes sense. Uh, no, no, but the first time I didn't believe it because I had my rubber boots on. <laughs> and happen. we have our world-class producer, Ace in the Hole, um, James. What up? He's here. He's doing an amazing job with yes. all this. This Mini golf champ, yes, he Woo-hoo. he he um he schooled us in mini golf. So uh, real quick, <laughs> want to ask our, our uh, uh, Mitch and Matt here if you guys um just just so our, our audience at home can get to you know, relate to you a little bit better. I want to uh, we'll always throw Emily and April sort of under the bus here a little bit. So I'm gonna throw you guys give you a chance. What is something amazing that you absolutely love about your spouse that is unlike any other? Not that you've ever had any other spouse, but. <laughs> You have only had one. You've only had one. So, so like, what, what is something unique about Emily Mitch that's like this is this is the woman for me? How would you know that? Uh, I think when she, her man laugh, <laughs> she has a very <laughs> when her man laugh a very deep. When I, we were dating, I remember um, that that laugh is that she's got a, and I said it was then she was, laughed as the man left. No, no, man. Her man her laugh. Man left. She her has man, a. She has a man. My spat. My She has a man laugh, and she laughs really hard and deep. And and when she can That's, release that, it's life changing. That is life changing. <laughs> 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 All right, Matt. So, what is something that like made you say, "Yeah, oh yeah, this is um, my woman." Might be very shallow, but definitely her looks. Her looks? Yeah. She's a hottie. <laughs> yeah. So that's what got me first. But mm-hmm. I think uh, what, what really did it was um, she cried in church. So that's what got me. Uh-huh. My mom always cried in church. I was like, Mom, why are you crying? Okay. I never got it. But then when we went to church for the first time, she cried. I was like, oh, I think this is the one. Awesome, awesome. Weird, but that's what it was. That that is awesome, guys. Thanks for uh, for sharing that. So today, everybody, we are uh, we we brought in Matt and Mitch because today we are talking about money. We're talking all about money today. We're gonna rate it in here, but. Um, 
uh, you guys um, are uh, own business. We've had mm-hmm. this discussion before in the past uh, over the last couple podcasts talking about how you know you guys, Matt, you have um, a shop that is yours. And uh, can you, real quick, just want to plug yourself. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I own CTM Customs. We're in Stewart, Florida. We basically do any type of aftermarket upfitting for uh, trucks, jeeps, cars. Um, yeah, any type of bolt-on accessories or custom suspension. That's what we do. All right, and uh, and Mitch here, you you also um, you guys have a five acre farm and doing other things. So, what is, tell us a little about? Yeah, so farm. we do have a little horse farm out in Palm City, but um, the day job is I'm a, I'm the president of Danco Sports. We make uh, fishing tackle manufacturer for pliers and knives and all kinds of accessories um, for fishing tackle. And I still have my Danko knife. There you go. I still have them. Yeah. They're nice. They're nice. <laughs> yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about today money and most specifically how we need to parent our kids uh, through through money. Because money is going to be a huge contention. It is, mm-hmm. they, they say that it's the number one reason for divorce. They say it's the number one reason for fights and things like that. There's a lot of other things that go behind that. But so I want to start right off the back here, asking you guys um, about your your experience with money as a child. Do you remember any like time when you, I know uh, Emily, you've shared a little bit and April, you shared a little mm-hmm. bit, but was there a time like when you were um, maybe scared uh, about the finances situation when you when you were being raised, or were you comfortable being raised like that? I don't I don't remember ever being scared. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew and I have talked about this before, but we were both raised different with money than how we raise our family with money and values and stuff like that. Um, but I do remember my dad was always big about your credit score. Like you got to make mm-hmm. sure you have a good credit score, and if you have a, a credit card, you got to pay that off. Like that was very much. The growing up that I had, but there was never, I don't remember a time being fearful of money. Both my parents worked, so I do remember that. So that was important um, when we were growing up that, you know, there was five kids in the household, so they both worked and like, that's just how we grew up. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Emily. Um, I would say, yeah, I was never fearful. We grew up in the poor house, so mm-hmm. that's all I ever that's all you knew. knew. Yeah, right. so okay. I, but I, but I was never afraid afraid of that. Okay. I couldn't get any worse, right. really. But I would say um, the same. My mom raised us by herself with with no help from anybody. So she is very um, she was and is and raised us to be very. Um, diligent and intentional and she's very financially savvy and good credit and all that um yeah so that was that's the perk of being raised in a low income family Mm. because you learn how to to manage what you have okay all right very cool Matt, Mitch, have you guys uh, ever had like an experience where you were like nervous as a child or you you knew something might be happening in your in your families um I wouldn't say I had any fear of money. My parents, um, you know, they just basically, my mom was a partner with her sisters in a family business. Mm -hmm. Um, And my dad um, was a marine electrician. So he had a, you know, normal income, I guess. Um, And my mom, you know, her small business was never able to really produce any profit. So I could see my mom wore a lot of stress, money stress on her, but that never trickled down to... The kids, I don't think. Okay. Um, I never worried about money or had right. any, um, but I never really realized that we went without or anything. So mm-hmm. we were same thing. I don't, I don't know if I'd consider us poor, but we mm-hmm. were almost poor. I think now sure. looking back on it. 
So, but they certainly never taught any life money lessons. It was something that never was talked about. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm probably the same way with Matt. It, it was never a topic or whatever in a consideration. It was just oh, it, it it wasn't there wasn't like excess. There wasn't mm-hmm. like you just kind of middle of the road and. Right. I'm, I think April said it too because like my mom was very much the um, five kids single, mm-hmm. just kind of running and doing it all. Right. But um, but your credit score was super super important, okay. and it was always that. And I think that Some was the time of yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit right. Yeah, yeah. It's just your credit score was super important, and you know, and I'm thankful now um, for that. I mean, being an adult, mm-hmm. um, but no, never was never really wasn't discussed. It wasn't um, it wasn't really a part of of growing up or upbringing you just you're a child so it's not your role to worry about money i mean that's so interesting think about like as kids though kids are innocent minded in so many ways Mm -hmm. all of us here we see as a parent as going into college you see your debt start to increase student loans and things like that and car insurance you can talk about like phone bills all these bills acquire and maybe you at home are listening you think yeah that's me uh, you know, jobs, you have to hold a job. But as kids, we don't always see that. And sometimes kids don't even understand where the stress is coming from. And that stress as parents wears down on the kids mm-hmm. because of the stress the parents have of the finances. So as our kids out there, let's remember like our kids may not, um, may not be fearful, but I've had recently a lot of conversations with children through, of course, with COVID, with lockdowns, mm-hmm. with a lot of jobs being lost. So, Here's the question that I want to ask you guys. Um, how much information as a parent should we be responsible? And I'm using the word responsible. How much information should we be responsible to share with our kids about our financial situation? Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys, where, where do you guys stand on that? So I think Matt and I are pretty transparent with the boys and depending on their age, because, you know, we do have a, a wide range between the kids, but we did the financial piece. So we talk a lot about budget. We talk a lot about living a debt-free lifestyle, what that means, the freedoms that come with it and, and planning along with the boys. One of ours is going to be leaving the household. So when he was getting to be the age of a car, what does that look like? How do you get a car? How do you buy a car? He had to buy the car, um, talking about not having debt. And, and it actually served him well. Um, you know, COVID was, it's a bittersweet thing, but, but he saw that because he has friends who have cars and they had car payments and he didn't have a car payment and their Mm -hmm. friends were losing their job. So now, you know, you're 16, you're losing your job. You have a car payment. He was like, Whoa. And it's like, yeah, like this happens. This is life. And so, yeah. And it's like, this is what happens now. Imagine you have a home, you have food, you have kids, you have all these extra things. They all start to add up. So slowly building onto that, but we're pretty transparent. We don't talk exact numbers, but mm-hmm. like, you know, they know that we do debt free that, you know, the things that we have, we've bought and we own them. So okay. it's like, that's just kind of conversation. Yeah. What was that? Was that I'm sorry. So we're big Dave Ramsey followers basically. Cause that's the only thing we know. Dude, that's okay. The if only... it wasn't, if it's not April, it's going to be Matt stealing my questions. I'm going to get to <laughs> Dave Ramsey. It's always April. Know, now your husband's I'm doing sorry. it. Come, oh my God. What is it with the Okersons? <laughs> so, you know, Dang it. we, you know, pretty much every time we're in the car on a road trip, that's what we listen to. We just listen. We put on YouTube and we right. just listen to all the podcasts that are out, whether it's. Um, so you bore your kids. They actually death. like it. Oh, they like it. Well, oh, they like it. Oh. They know the they, jingle and yeah. they'll say things. <laughs> they they're like, the how are you doing today? And they're like, what better is, than I yeah, deserve. better than I deserve. Wow. But they don't know the numbers, but they know the baby steps. They like, knew, okay. So the, when we, when we would cross mm-hmm. the line of a baby step, 
we celebrate it. And then okay. they're like, well, what is what are we celebrating? And that's our chance to explain to them, like, hey, we paid off all of our debt. There's no more debt. Like when we paid off April's student loans, that was a celebration. And right. we explained to them, you have the student loan talk. That's cool. Um, that's cool. So yeah. celebrating the wins yeah. and then, you know, not masking the, the, no, the hardships, like, but... Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so things. I don't think the numbers, but they get to see. And you know, Dave Ramsey says something else that if you aim at nothing, you mm-hmm. hit it every time. And I can right. see back to my family and how we went, because there was never a goal. So there was always just kind of, we got to make money, we got to make money. Right, right. So there was never money talks. Mm-hmm. Okay. With okay. us, we're always on our way to something. Yeah. So when you talk about it, you're not coming at it from, hey, we're super stressed out about money or. You know, the money talks are in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned that money okay. is like a yeah, yeah. leading cause of, of divorce. It's mm-hmm. like the money talks in our house, we're always headed somewhere. So it's mm-hmm. not a fight. It's like, sort of a, hey, let's get there. Yeah, uh, there, there, there's there's a there's hope. There's yeah. hope. What do you guys, um, so what about uh, Dry's Box here? How much information do you guys share with your boys? Now you've got, your oldest is in sixth grade mm-hmm. and, and you have two younger in elementary. But so how much information do you share with them? As far as like where you are, or, or do they even ask? No, I'd say not not very much. I mean, at this point with them, right? The biggest thing is chores and earning okay. money, but it's not um, it's not financial conversations or right. what's happening or what's going on or why. It's more of the concept of of how, what money can do and what it also okay. can do, positive and negative. But mm-hmm. but more of just chores. We don't have um, allowances or anything, but they it's chores and they'll okay. they have to they'll do their chores and earn it and trying to get them at a sixth grader to understand to save money yeah. that in five that's, years he's going to have a car you know or pay for yeah. one doesn't compute not yet so yeah. eventually it will but i think it, we we continually have those kinds of earning conversations and you put in a work and you this mm-hmm. is what you get and then you take your money and you can spend it they're just spending it on, right on. junk yeah. but at the end of the day they understand that this is I, I can only get this if I have that, if I do the, okay. do the work. So it's more of chores and earning than anything at, the, at this point for us, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. First, I'm going to change uh, gears here a little bit. We're talking about earning money now, allowances, jobs, things like that. In 1 Timothy 5a, this could be a little contention for some families, but if uh, 1 Timothy 5a says, but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Hmm. Now that that's the words of Paul talking to Timothy, and I mean that could be applied in a lot of ways. But if anyone does not provide for his own family, I'm really talking about parents and time, of course, the, the the fathers of the household, especially that at the time that this was written out there. But um, when should we expect our kids? Or uh, first of all, let's start with allowance. Um, you both work on allowance systems or, or not, or where do you stand with allowances? We don't have You don't an do allowance. allowance. No, okay. huh? you have chores. You have chores. Yeah. So, okay. So you don't get money for nothing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and Matt, what do you guys, Orson? We're kind of the same way. We've tried the allowance mm-hmm. thing. What we found with allowance is we end up, you know, taking things away because you didn't do your chores. You didn't do your allowance. So I think we're basically more chore driven now. Okay. Um, kids got to do certain things to get, mm-hmm. you know, just part of life. Get their special mm-hmm. things. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You want to continue going to the Shark Shack and getting ice cream a couple nights a week? You got to make sure you're up on your chores. Okay. Um, so, do they buy the ice cream, or do you offer to we, buy it? We buy the okay. ice cream, but mm-hmm. it's mainly them, uh, you know, doing their part as a family okay. instead of earning a reward money. system. Yeah. 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 
But we will. I mean, uh, every once in a while, the kids will do something, and I'll offer up money. Like if I go out and I work in the garage, mm-hmm. uh, mainly my middle son, Aaron, he's 12. Um, I'll be like, hey, if you go out and clean up with me and straighten up the garage and put right. all my tools back in the correct drawers, I'll give you five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. So I don't know if that's a chore, but him knowing that he can, you know, he can get paid to do something. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you guys ever uh, go a little extra, do something they don't want to do and say, hey, here's an extra incentive if you clean the house or the horse stables a little bit extra or you um, scrub the toilets at, at CTM, you know, <laughs> you know, you have a little extra because it's something they really don't want to do. Do you ever do that? Incentivize maybe something that a job that's not because in life as parents, we don't mm-hmm. always get that. But do you mm-hmm, do yeah. that? Do you suggest parents do that at home? I, 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 I do want to revisit, we don't do allowance, but I know last week we were talking about, um, where we started paying, uh, our oldest for one specific chore. And that was the example I used where, where Mitch paid one of the other kids to do it. And we had said, you know, if you're mm-hmm. not willing to do it, somebody else always is. So that is, um, kind of a, a new thing for us. And it's kind of incentivized because it is actual physical labor and he's got to get up early and do it every day so that that is one that it's not i don't think of it as an allowance really because that's an extra physical i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's actually hard work so um that one we do incentivize with money but i don't not many others uh, yeah no i don't think we we Oh, you don't want to do it? Well, how about if I give you money, then will you do yeah. it? Yeah. No, you're going to do it because no, we told it. you to? Or you as know? a parent, you have <laughs> yeah. the right to yes. do that. You say, hey, you're, you're, you're the child, you're on my authority, and you need, to, you need to do this. So what about going back to 1 Timothy 5 eight here, talking about anyone who does not provide for his family. Talk about kids and jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are Amy was my wife Amy. She got a job right away. Like she was fourteen, I think, working at Publix, and she worked at Sizzler. She worked at Walmart. She had all these jobs. I didn't have a job till I was eighteen and going into college. Uh, my parents didn't expect me to. They paid for a lot of things. Not that we were rich. I did not come up for a well-to-do family. We were definitely like you were saying, guys. You know, below average as far as financial. That's what I. That's why I saw it, mm-hmm. but. But we were we were okay. We had a roof, mm-hmm. nice roof on mm-hmm. our head. And, but my parents didn't force me to go get a job. Um, and Amy's like, no, girls need to get a job. Because when we had our girls, <laughs> like, they need a job. They need to go out into the workforce. And I'm like, I don't remember doing that. What do you guys think as far as like with um, Malachi and um, – yeah. I mean, sorry, not Malachi. <laughs> Micah. Micah. I got, I got these kids mixed up my head here. Micah, and, uh, he's 17. Mm-hmm. And does he have a job? Uh, yeah, he actually just had two jobs and he just... Wait, 17 has two jobs. Yep. and uh, You he, guys are beasts. We're pretty hardcore, but... You're hardcore. <laughs> Crack that whip on him. But um, it came with... Um, his school schedule is really light. He, he's just done really well and it's gotten in a, a program okay. that he... No, no, they take advantage of a situation. Right. I mean, yeah. like literally he goes to school for like an hour just because he has excelled so well. <laughs> like he's in college courses. So he would have his whole day... Mm-hmm. free and it's okay. like okay that's not good work ethic what am i setting mm-hmm. you up for for success in the future so um he had gotten a night job and then over the summer he was working as a lifeguard okay. and they offered him full time for the school year so he's able to do that and he just left the night job because now he's doing wrestling mm-hmm. um but it's to have that balance within his life if he you know if he was working 
or at school, a regular school schedule as other people, right. maybe just, you know, either the activity or something like that. But, but we're teaching him lifelong lessons. Like we said, we're very honest and transparent with goals, like mm-hmm. goal setting. Like we did goal setting with him prior to getting a car, prior to getting a job. What's your goals? What's your short-term goals? What's your long-term goals? I'm very big about stuff like that. And, um, he needs to have something to work for. Right. And and he has goals of being a doctor. So it's like, if you can work well with $100 now and manage that money, you're not going to be overwhelmed when you get a surplus okay. of money. But you need to know how to steward it well now. And it's easier to teach you now than it is to teach you later. Okay. So so for Matt and Mitch here, for you guys, both well, also, you guys have two sons in middle school. Um, you know, for Aaron with Matt and, and Harper with, with, with Mitch here, um, when do you have, I don't, you probably haven't had to talk about jobs yet with them. I mean, but, uh, I don't know, unless you have, unless <laughs> yeah. you have, okay, never mind. Oh, maybe you have. Um, what is, what, what rules or if you laid ground rules or ground, f- uh, information that they need to know, like, Hey, by this age, you need to have a job because you need to contribute to the family. Financially, by taking some of the burden off of you guys, insurance and things like that. What, 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 have you guys had that conversation with them? Well, I mean, for us, I think we've, for whatever reason, we've created this uh, culture of, like, the kids want to work. They want, and it's not to give money to the family, but I guess sure. like what we were talking about earlier with mm-hmm. not having chores and not getting paid for chores, they're eager to have money. Um, and their eagerness to have money, they know they have to have a job to get money. Um, So like with Micah, when he was um, probably 14 or 15, Mm -hmm. um, he was just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting till he was allowed to come to the shop and work. So, you know, I would pay, we always keep a, basically a shop sweep at the shop. Mm -hmm. So at a certain time, I was able to have Micah come in and he was treated like an employee by our, you know, the shop manager and by the guys. And that was his job. He shows up part-time, sweeps the shop, cleans the bathrooms, mops the floors, um, and he earned money, and he he was really able to feel, I think, um, you know, excited about being able to earn his own money. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with AJ, like you mentioned, my middle schooler, he is dying to get into the shop okay, he wants, and work. But yeah. I'm like, you know, you're still a little too young. Okay. You know, I I I kind of tell them that when they when they become man size, mm-hmm. they can come into the shop. Cause, when they become so man size. Like, man size, <laughs> okay. yeah. So. I feel, okay, I don't want to mock Aaron here. Yeah. Uh, man size for Aaron. I remember when he was yeah. tiny yeah. and stayed tiny. Yeah. yeah. So you got to, so, and, and yeah. when we talk <laughs> about that, you, you got to be able to push yeah. a broom. You got to mm-hmm. be able to move heavy things. I mean, they right. got to be able to roll, yeah, roll tires yeah, yeah. around and take metal scrap. So, yeah. I mean, he is just longing for the day to when so he, he is he's big desiring to work yeah. at the shop. a job all right yeah. what about harper um mitch now you're a different situation with a kind of business here not throwing around uh you know tires and things but uh you know knives and you know not actually working on making knives <laughs> yeah. but selling things. right yeah working on a business aspect um is that is harper like interested at all in what you do no uh not that he's not interested in mm-hmm. my profession or career mm-hmm. or anything but uh we talk a lot about like going mowing lawns. Like, mm-hmm. there's plenty of opportunities to make money. Yes, you have a lawnmower here. You go knock on somebody's door and ask them if they can mow your lawn. And I think right now he's he's not. Um, he just hasn't gotten motivated enough to understand when you have money thing. 
you you can get what you yes. want versus having to ask for, hey, can I have get this or can I do that? Mm-hmm. And I I don't think he's he's seen the value, or, or maybe we just haven't done a good I haven't done a good enough job of sounds like Harper showing he, him the value of money. If um, he had a girlfriend, that would all change. <laughs> probably would. It probably no, 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 no. But um, but I think you know, there's he's got opportunities to earn money as from a job perspective of of right. going and doing. Any number of things. I mean, there's plenty of horse stalls around our neighborhood that people would love somebody to come out and clean, and just mm-hmm. hasn't really gotten that. Um, hasn't really gotten that yet to where he's like, yeah, I want to go and earn that or do, or do, do you that. See that itch maybe, and maybe your other two that are younger. A Grayson for sure. The youngest. The youngest. youngest one. Wow. And he's definitely whatever I can do. Okay. I want it, and he saves his money, mm-hmm. which is yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he he does. He saves his money. He's a go-getter. Yeah, I'll do mm-hmm. it. Oh, you need help? Oh, okay. Yep, hold on. Let me get my boots on. Grayson, for sure. And I even think Cooper is uh, wants to wants to get up and help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those two have been have been bit by that bug. Wow. Yeah, I think it's just creating that, hey, you can do it. You can go and earn that. People will, you know, that um, sense of accomplishment and purpose, I think. When you're talking about, mm-hmm. Matt was talking about, you know, wanting to go and do that, I think it is that sense of entitlement, of, of, of purpose, you know, and, and desire to accomplish something. And so I think that's a big part of it. I would also say that Mitch's office and work environment is not, it's polar opposite from Matt's. Like, I mm-hmm. think if the kids could be there, actually, before COVID, it was much more, hey, come, like, there's mm-hmm. stuff to do uh, up in the warehouse, and we were there a lot more. Post COVID, it's just like nope, everything's on lockdown. Everyone's mm-hmm. wearing masks. So yeah. I do think there used to be, it was a lot more of a welcoming environment where they would want to pop in, go mm-hmm. run around, like you know, hey, let's let's see the warehouse, show me what you're working on. Right. Um, kids aren't always going to appreciate what your yeah. parents are doing, um, but but it is a way to get kids interested in money. Say, hey, look, this is my job, and this is this is the rewards. Do you hear the rewards? Uh, first of all, Chris, all the basic necessities are, t- are, are met. Look at what we have in our house. Um, this is this is the rewards of having a job. But, you know, there's also life experiences we get from that. So, parents, we would encourage you definitely to include your kids in your workplace, even if I, – I don't mean to knock, um, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, like a Walmart kind of job, but, you know, letting your kids see, hey, this is a job I have – you know, it may not be much, but, you know, I put my pride in this. Mm-hmm. And if you have, if you're proud about what you do, your kids will emanate, sort of reflect some mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, now that the kids, so now that we're cracking the whips on our kids and we're making them get jobs and mow lawns and clean up, muck the stalls. I love that. I love saying that. <laughs> muck the stalls. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. It's just maybe it's the, maybe it's the kid pastor me. Um, probably. Probably the kid yeah. pastor me, yeah. He said, muck the stalls. Um, <laughs> what about teaching our kids savings? What, do you, what have you done that has worked or maybe not worked in teaching our kids to save? And, and I'll go first this time. I'll tell you that my, uh, my oldest, my youngest daughter, uh, she's 16, you know, Lily's 16. She's, she saves money. She works hard. She saves money. She works as a sort of like janitorial at an at a EMT school, and she cleans on Saturdays. She cleans schools. She does babysitting, lots of babysitting. She saves money like crazy, and she doesn't spend it. She's very frugal, like me. But my middle daughter, Victoria, 
she likes to spend money. <laughs> she'll have it. She'll build it up, build it up. But once like she buys that one thing off the rack, that's where the other side of me comes. I buy the one thing off the rack and then it's just all out there. I just want to spend money. So what have you done to teach your kids that's worked or not worked to help to understand how to save money? Well, I think, uh, so Micah's the only one, our 17-year-old, that's saving money, has any type of money to save. Um, April, so we did the Dave Ramsey thing a couple years ago. What year did we do that? Like 2016 or something. Um, I didn't actually catch the Dave Ramsey bug until probably, I don't know, two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was on it well before I was. Well, what she was doing with Micah is even back when he first started working at the shop with me, is she sat down with him and had a budget meeting with Micah on when you start earning money, how much goes here, how much goes there, how much do you put into tithing, how much do you put into your... So Micah literally spends none of his money. He's just He's got two jobs Mm -hmm. most of the time during the year. He's just stockpiling cash. So he'll, hey, what's for dinner? And if he doesn't like what's for dinner, he'll kind of be like, (laughs) ah... And I'm like, why don't you go to Chipotle and get something for dinner if you want? Nah. So he'll he'll just he'll okay. eat whatever. Whereas me growing up, yeah, I'm fast food every meal, okay. like spending money like crazy. But James is nodding with you over here. He's yeah, 24, and he's like, yeah, I, I I'm still there. <laughs> but I think with Micah, the reason we kind of like I I definitely wanted to sit down with him and have those budget meetings with him is because Matt and I were raised very different. We didn't know to save, and and no fault of our own, it was just generational, like how everybody was raised on. And um, even talking about like retirement and stuff with him, but even like you mentioned tithing, we make tithing an option for him. Like Mm -hmm. we tell him, you know, dad and I tithe because that's a choice that we like to make. You know, this is what the Bible says, but it's up to you. So he has that freedom. So it's in there as one of his line items and he can choose to do it or not. And and that's his choice. But, but saving and he does like the short term saving goal and then the long term saving goal. But yeah, he's kind of frugal too, that he doesn't, he's not trying to spend much of his money yet. Okay. What about you guys over here? Well, how does the drives box? I mean, I, again, we're talking about uh, Harper's sixth grade, but mm-hmm. um, have you done anything to help him understand how to save money? Because, I mean, the book fair comes around. Like, here's a good example. Mm-hmm. The book yeah. fair comes yeah. around at school, and you get those little, you know, $3 <laughs> Christmas presents that they offer. Junk. And, and, and oh. junk. <laughs> but we love it because it's from the heart of the kid. Oh, the kids are so proud to buy that little yeah. $3 necklace. That mom's supposed to wear as a gold sort of rubs off the. <laughs> well, funny story. So Cooper, <laughs> Cooper just bought a three dollar pack of this neck, these necklaces, yeah. right? Oh, Going yeah. to the book fair. Okay. Well, he bought them for bought them for no, 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 no. He bought them for himself. Oh, no. <laughs> Grayson went and spent his money. Yeah. And bought one thing for everybody. Didn't buy anything for okay. himself. Yeah. And then I don't know what Harper did. Well, he didn't have the holiday shop. Oh, he didn't have the holiday, he didn't shop. Have the holiday <laughs> shop. But it's, that's the yeah. difference between okay. there. You, yeah, yeah, you see their yeah. personalities right there. So Saves money, spends yeah, it on everybody else. The other one, spend it as soon as he gets the, it. The whole matching thing with Harper, the financial incentive. That's the, it's your thing. The financial just, incentive. Oh yeah. So okay. just I, trying to get him in, to save money mm-hmm. is hey, I'll pay for half of your car. I like that. So I like so you have five hundred dollars, you're getting a thousand dollar car. So so parents set a goal. So hey kids, if you do this, I will match this. Yeah. Or, he or, does, hasn't gotten doesn't understand it yet. Right now he's getting a twenty five dollar car. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> he's made fourteen fifty right now. Yeah. 
He's gonna be driving a go kart, Ty. Hey, you know what? Worst things could happen for kids. But I think he realizes that it's too far away, or he thinks it's too far away, and it's like, buddy, you're five years Mm -hmm. away. It's not that, you know. But that's the dad talk, like, oh, okay. Yep. Time goes fast, but um, but it, you know. All right. He'll be he'll be driving whatever he wants. I think the yeah. thing that's helped our family is is teaching them about bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids who got they when they saw they could make so much money, you know, sitting under the pillow, like, hey, let's go open a bank account. They mm-hmm. were super. My girls were excited. Yeah. All three of them, as much as they hate money, talk about money, dealing with money, they were excited to feel the importance of being adult. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. making a bank account for your kids, um, a checking account, savings account, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, and some kids love talking about investments. I absolutely hate talking about money. It is boring. It is the one thing in my life that I'm, when it comes to like the church budget, every year I have to make a church budget. I dread it. I dread <laughs> writing the budget. I dread talking about money. Uh, you know, re, we, we just work, working through refinancing the house. That's like, Amy, would, mm-hmm. would you yeah. just look at this real quick for me? And, um, but those are all good things. I think I love it. I love incentivizing things like that. Having a, having a, an adult status with a, a goal to reach, like a car or a checking account. If you make this much money, we'll open a checking account. And a checking account, you can make uh, interest. And in, you know, if you want to go into investing, go investing. And um, I don't know about how you feel about kids investing in, in like NFTs and things like that, um, or you know, the Bitcoin and whatever else. Where do, where do y'all stand on that? Do you, There's no one. I mean, they don't. They don't have right. any of that. We no, haven't no. gotten to that point with bank accounts and, yeah, okay. and, okay. and all that yet. So no. All right. Uh, let's let's go into Second uh, Corinthians. Second Corinthians talks about being a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then being a cheerful giver. I think there's one thing that parents we all need to do a better job at. And I don't know about you in particular. I know I did, uh, but. Um, how do we teach our kids how to be a cheerful giver through, and I'm not just the, the practice of tithing and things like that, but money creates a sense of greed. So what do you think about, uh, how, how do we teach our kids? What do you do to teach your boys about giving? Um, I think that tithing is, um, I mean, that's a really easy, simple way to have your children, you know, selflessly give um you know because when they're going to sunday school or whatever if you give Mm -hmm. them a dollar um and you explain to them tithes or it's some change and they're getting to you know you know do that in sunday school that's kind of like a good icebreaker for them and it makes it normal so that when they you know start having a job but another thing that i always try to do is uh, we talk about tithing money a lot of times but with the kids we do a lot of talking about tithing our time. Like mm-hmm. we have okay. a lot of time to ourselves, and then when you tithe your time, that rolls over into the money conversation very easily because um, they actually Gordon did a um, sermon on giving from a surplus as far or, or giving mm-hmm. from, you know, not giving from a surplus. And my twelve-year-old has brought that up to me probably five times since that sermon. So he heard that. Isn't that and, awesome? Uh, your kids put in your place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. So you know we have like uh, you know we have this car show coming up, and then we did this thing with four kids this weekend for the four kid families. Okay. Um, where we basically just went there and tithed our time, and hmm. he, that's another time when he mentioned it. He said, you know, we're so busy and we have so much stuff going on, and you know, 
So parents could use your business to as like a, a non-profit or, or non, non-profit sort of way. Yeah. All right. So in yeah. the time, the mm-hmm. time is, a, is time. a lot. Like for us doing mission trips before COVID, you know, I took Micah to Honduras a couple of times and, you know, I still am, you know, Aaron mm-hmm. and I will do that. But to just give mm-hmm. from the heart and to be like a servant I love to it. others with time, then when that rolls into money as they're older, it's a natural thing because mm-hmm. you have to serve others. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. All right. I was going to say... Um, uh, again, going back to <laughs> what we're always talking about is just to foster that atmosphere of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And when you're grateful you, and you see a need, it's a lot easier to to give, whether it is time, your, you know, financial, financially, or, you know, if it's, if it's donating toys or, you know, whatever it is, um, depending on your, how, how old your kids are. But, you know, if you, if you're fostering that atmosphere of gratitude, then if, if you're grateful for what you have and then you see a need, it's so easy to right, right. to fill that need. Um, I love it. The uh, you talk about Dave Ramsey, guys. Again, you <coughs> the Okerson stole my thunder again, but Sorry. it's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm expecting you now from now on. I'm gonna get your kids <laughs> on here, and they'll do the same thing without yeah. looking at my notes. They'll just start You'll saying like, everything. Just tell me everything that, that I wrote yeah, down already. So Dave Ramsey, if you're not familiar with Dave Ramsey, um, we do, I think all of us here, we do re- highly recommend you to look into it. It's a great way for for kids to a- invest and have their envelope systems. It's a discipline. It's an mm-hmm. it's a attitude. You grow towards it. And, and more than anything else, it, it helps create a sense of understanding what money is. If money is less than God, if we could teach our kids that God is greater than money, God invented money. And that's hard to understand. How did God invent money? You know, yeah. he, it, there's a there's a way to do it, but um, it's a little too long for this conversation. But but you know, if we teach that God invented money, God made money, God is in control of it all. You know, he you know, he he is in control of that. Then we can avoid some of the the evils of greed. But Matthew 6:24 was written before this reason. It says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So let's talk about our kids who value money over God. Um, how do we help our kids today? What, what have you done? Uh, you've seen, or, or maybe in other families, well, they saying names, but what have you seen as far as our kids who value money over love or giving you know how how do we help our families with greedy kids and greed really i'm talking about young kids too or or it's hard to talk about our two and three year olds um because they're naturally going to be you know um uh want things you Mm -hmm. know but what about our older kids how do we teach them not to be greedy i think i go back to that where i the chores and 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 no, that's not a chore. That's you that you need to do that. Like you live you live here, so this isn't you don't get paid to clean your room, or you don't get paid to pick up your toys, or you're not getting you're not getting paid to do the things that are feed the dogs, the the things that are your yes. responsibilities, and really understanding that contribution mm-hmm. as a family to the family versus. This these other things are above and beyond, or, or a little more difficult. Maybe they're take a little bit more time, um, 
and and not incentivizing we don't anyway i'm right. not mm-hmm. you know incentivizing everything with money but at the same time i would Harper or Cooper, well, how much am I going to get paid for that? You're not getting paid for that. You're getting dinner. You're getting you know, dinner. Okay. You, you have you have some place that you're going to sleep tonight. Like we have those conversations mm-hmm. because it started off. Not with everything's the, a trophy. Yeah. Well, not a, no, and 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 not everything is is uh, you get paid for. You know, right. I'm sorry, but that's you know, there's especially in in school, mm-hmm. in athletics, or in your job. Mm-hmm. You're not everything you do is not necessarily. Uh, rewarded by money, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and we teach and talk a lot about effort in our house, um, and that effort you give might not always in turn um, give you money or positions or whatever it is, but it's important to have that that drive and that effort and those intangibles to um, you know because they're going to make you successful outside of what's in your wallet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would also just piggyback on that, that we we talk about a lot that our family is a, a team, we're a unit. So what what does it take to make our household run? It takes more than just mom cleaning. It takes more than just dad working. Like we all have our roles and we all have to work together to make the household run. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just going to be run by the two adults that everyone needs to contribute. Yeah, I know you took the garbage out yesterday. It's full again. Take it out again. You know, we all have to contribute um, as a team to make the house run. Excellent, excellent, man. This is this has been a pretty awesome episode, guys. Thanks. I want to thank Matt and, and Mitch for being here today and doing this. Uh, just so we can all recap here, everything we've been talking about. Um, number one, we we want to be open and honest with our kids. They don't need to know the, all the ins and outs of our financial history. They don't need to know about um, bankruptcies. To the you know, I mean, because my family, we filed for bankruptcy. We went through a hard time, and um, that time has passed us now. But we there were times we shared hey there's there's things we can afford things we can't afford um don't let them be ashamed of who you are as a family mm-hmm. everybody needs to contribute in your family uh from the youngest to the oldest they all need to contribute and, and uh, you guys all really helped us with that understanding you know it's not all about money it's about you know contributing just even just hey scoop the cat litter because mm-hmm. you know what it's it's your job you're you're a kid and we should not we should not you know shy away from that and I think most importantly, we need to understand what, what God's position is on money as well. We need to teach our kids how to be uh, givers and not just getters and teach our kids about what tithe, teach your kids what tithing is. Let them see, be, show your kids, hey, I'm tithing. You may not know what your tithe is, but they see it. And like Matt, you were saying, you give your kid a dollar, you know, to put in the kid's church, you know, you know, just. You know, that's a, hey, we're giving. We're just a family of givers, and God honors that, and God blesses that all the time, a lot more. Um, Emily, would you mind closing us in, in, in prayer today and praying for our families and, and our, our, uh, those in trouble? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, and we lift up um, our, our listeners that are out there. We pray that as they navigate parenthood, that they would be able to take little nuggets of wisdom that we have um, offered up, and that we as parents would be able to model um, good financial practices, that you would lead us as we make decisions and guide us. Um, in conversations and in the way that we are raising our kids so that we can be 
good stewards, that you would give us um, the, the wisdom to teach them good practices, and even if that means correcting us along the way, um, allow us the grace with our kids and the grace with ourselves that we can own up to mistakes and, and change course and correct um, if we're headed in the wrong direction financially. And um, I just pray that you would um, just be with us as, as we um, muddle through parenthood. Um, we thank you so much for the time and opportunity to be able to share our experiences. And we pray that we would be able to, um, uh, that other families would, would benefit from um, what we have been able to share today. We ask that as we go about our week, you would be with us and um, that we would just always remember that we are always modeling um, for our children and that they are always watching. And so so guide us as we do that. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Parents, we have a lot of resources we want to share with you. Uh, right below, we have some links. I want you to check them out. Please do check them out. Uh, Axis.org, A-X-I-S.org is a great website for parents to talk about all sorts of subjects, not just about money, but all sorts of parenting things they have to do with. Also, you can always email us, tc3parent at tc3.church. Um, and that's going to about do it for this season number two. And we want to thank for all of you who have been able to listen in and pray that you guys continue to grow from these. And we look forward to being able to come back for season three. Don't know exactly what God has in store for that one, but we know it's going to be great. So far, um, I want to thank all of our, our panel of hosts and, and guests today and James for producing two seasons of this. Um, and we look forward to hooking up with y'all again on the other side. And uh, y'all take care. God bless. Hey, parents, thanks for listening. Subscribe, share, and make sure to leave a review. If you want more content, search tc3.church on YouTube. There you will find tons of things from music, Bible lessons for kids, and even past sermons. Thanks again, and we will see you next week.